Gorgeous George and Goes, are you ready? Junkie Nation, are you ready? Well, let's get it on. From the fight capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, this is MMA Junkie Radio. We roll it! What's going on, Junkie Nation? Gorgeous George and Goes reporting for duty here on a Wednesday for your Thursday delivery. Excited to talk to you for the next hour or so as we discuss the latest in mixed martial arts. And we have two great guests coming up. Adrian Yanez, who's already chilling here. He'll pop in here in a second. Billy Quarantillo, he's also going to stop by. Should be a fun show. Go over the latest news, the latest gossip. It's fight week. And don't forget, Goes and I, on Saturday, it's a UFC 290 watch-along here at the Sticky Paws Studio in Las Vegas. It's going to be a good time, so mark the calendar. 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And we're off. All right. So, like I said, Adrian Yanez starts the show off with us. You'll see Bantamweight, 16 and 4 overall. What's going on, Adrian? How are you? Man, I am doing great. Loving living life, man. Uh, yeah, here in Vegas, I, I love coming to Vegas, especially whenever like there's big fight feels. Like I came here last uh, International Fight Week, and you just have that aura of like just something big's about to happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and this week, same same deal landing in vegas was just a whole different vibe whole feel so uh any other time i came to vegas is usually like fight related but you know coming on the uh being able to watch the fights and enjoy vegas a little bit it's 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 a blessing i love this i love this i love this fight feeling going to the pi seeing all the the high level fighters you know running into like the the guys who are getting inducted to the hall of fame i think that's so cool man. i fanboy a little bit Our, hey, we all do i fanboy i'm fanboying <laughs> over you you know honestly and I, I love the fighters i love what you guys do when ghost told me that adrian was coming to the studio I was like, couldn't we get any better? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I said, I said, hell yeah, I was down. You know what I mean? So, like, you thank you so ripped. much. You didn't get robbed? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> no. Thank you so much for stopping by. We've been big fans of yours. And, um, you know, I'm glad you get to experience Fight Week mm-hmm. kind of like as a fan, like mm-hmm. you said, as a fan, no pressure and enjoy it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And soak it all up. Uh, because you're right. When you come, when it's a business trip, Man, it's a whole different animal. Mm-hmm. For, for one, you're cutting cards. You know, you got the focus of the fight. I mean, let's face it. You yeah. and your underwear for the thousands in the <laughs> arena, millions at home, and you're trying to basically stop the other guy from killing you. And you're doing the same thing, same thing to him. I can't imagine what that would be like. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. It's always stressful. It's always this weird, uh, this weird energy flying in. Like, you get into this, like, mindset that you're going into into a fight. And then non, not only just on top of that, you're you got people just watching you at all times. It's 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 a weird feeling. Like you know, you go and do an interview, and you say you say something. You're weight cutting, so you say something stupid. You're like, ah, oh, no, I shouldn't have said that. Now people are roasting you on Twitter. <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, there's a lot of things uh, that kind of like weigh in on you. But now it's like me looking, watching as a fan on International Fight Week, man. It's it's really cool. It's like cool to sit back and watch everything kind of move it as a process and watch like the UFC like as a well-oiled machine just kind of just 
turn and I, I i like watching that and especially being able to watch that from the inside you know because i get the extra experience of being like a fan but i'm also a fighter that has the opportunity to watch watch these other fighters up close you know the other fans don't get that so i am truly appreciative of like watching that type of stuff i'm gonna ask you oh. something real quick george sorry <laughs> Tell, you could fist bump me or you could tell me I'm crazy, right? <laughs> but so I went to UNLV, right? That's my university. And there's times where we get to walk in the Thomas and Mac and you sit there and there's nobody there and you go, Julio Cesar Chavez fought here. You know, you can almost feel like you see the pictures of all the fighters that have fought there before, even the big basketball games, the black mm -hmm. and white pictures. And you kind of feel that energy. Our studio's at Mandalay Bay. So when we're walking through that arena when nobody's around, it's like it's the skeleton, the bones, you know, and you, you see Felix Trinidad and De La Hoya and all the big fights that have happened. Um, do you go home even more motivated after a week like this where you are? It's a mixture of guys that you may fight, guys that are in other weight classes, but there's also legends walking around, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, actually, uh, it was crazy. We're at the we're at the hotel and uh, we're walking actually just to go to the UFCPI come down uh and while we were walking like i just noticed somebody i'm looking up and i'm like oh like that guy looks very very familiar at the pi no no at, at the hotel oh, okay. just walking past and then all of a sudden we i look i'm like that's jose fucking aldo <laughs> that's mm. jose fucking i was like man i was like that's that's absolutely crazy like i uh, i was i was telling my guy ricky i was like that's jose fucking aldo he starts like tripping out and everything so we got to shake jose aldo's hand while we we're going i was like man like this is this is crazy. Like I'm watching a legend right there just walk right past me, like a, a like a featherweight, like one of the greatest of all times at featherweight, you know. And just that was absolutely amazing, you know. At one point, he before he retired and moved on uh, uh, from the UFC, like I, I was like, oh man, that might be a possibility. But now I'm watching him and seeing him, I'm like I, I don't care. I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm a fan. So yeah, no, I I do get those feelings of like just being able to watch and you know I went to the. Uh, I went to a Rockets game and just being in the t uh, the 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 Toyota Center, I could feel where like the fans would be. Like I imagined where the cage would be at. So yeah, like every single time, like I I, I go there, it's just man, I would want to fight here, do this, you know, fight. I have a question for George now. Mm -hmm. He was at a Rockets game. Mm -hmm. If we were at the Rockets game and we said, "Hey, Jim, we're here too," do you think he would go like this, <laughs> or would he go like this? Yeah, he would look up and we'd have <laughs> shitty seats and we'd be waving at you. But the difference is, if this happened at the Lakers Staples Center, you'd go, I can't see you. There's so many banners <laughs> hanging from the ceiling. Whereas you guys only have two banners hanging from your ceiling. <laughs> What's up with H-Town? You guys can't win titles. I mean, the Astros brought it home uh, you know. recently, right? And then the Rockets have two. But other than that, it's such a big city. Like it... You know, it, you, you need to be the guy. You need it, to be the rep. See right? that? That's that's. I don't know. It just it just kind of feels like that, you know. But at the okay. same time, it's 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 one of those guys. It's one of those things that Houston rides for Houston no matter what. So even if we're losing, we're still riding with the guys a hundred percent. Like, look, look, look at uh, look at Derek Lewis, man. He hasn't had the greatest run yet, but if I'm telling you, he the place will absolutely be packed out no matter where if he goes if he goes to a bar it's going to get packed out immediately houston loves houston mm -hmm. and forever will always be like one of those there's been some great yeah. teams I, I so again i'm old we get it <laughs> but i followed the houston oilers i don't even know if you were alive when the oilers existed and that mm -hmm. team was awesome big earl campbell you know what i mean let's start with him and then there's jr richard and a bunch of guys in warren moon yeah warren moon from the you know O older guys, oh, like I say, I mean, I had to go back to Olajuwon <laughs> and all that, but I understand what it's like. Yeah, that town does; they they do roll hard for their for the fellas. 
hopefully they can do the same thing for you. Have you already started to notice a difference? Oh, in yeah. terms of like your popularity in each town oh yeah it's 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 absolutely wild and i i love it even just the like you know because just the even the surrounding areas of houston we still call it houston you know that's that's how tight-knit houston is like we were like all right well well here's conroe but everybody else if somebody else were talk talk mess about conroe it's no that's houston mm. that's houston like if you talk about uh like Pasadena, Laporte, or Baytown, or all these other places, you know, they're surrounding you. Like, ah, oh, no, we're talking, we're talking about those areas. No, you're talking about Houston. So it's it's, it's weird, but Houston loves Houston. So it's one of those uh, things that, like, I have noticed the jump. It's crazy. I I don't know how many times I've went to the grocery store mm-hmm. and all of a sudden this guy is walking around with his girlfriend and he starts looking he's like oh my god oh my god that's 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 adriana's i'm like i i don't know what to do in those moments so i just go uh hi i'm adrian mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so it's 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 crazy that the amount of times that's happened is absolutely is absolutely nuts and wild you know so seeing seeing that multiplied from the first time i fought to the last time i fought man it's it's a, it, honestly, it's crazy, but it's also a blessing. What's mm-hmm. in that cart when he goes, hey, there's Adrian Yanez. You know he's going to look at your basket. What's uh, in there? Oh, no. Anytime somebody sees me at the grocery store, you know I have a Dr. Pepper on hand. Yeah. <laughs> nice. You uh, ever had contact with them? Uh, no, they sent me stuff. They yeah. sent me stuff. They sent me the uh, Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream. They sent me like a whole... Uh, gift like a little gift box and everything it came with two koozies they gave me a hat shoelaces and the two uh they gave me because i was in fight camp at that time uh they gave me dr pepper uh strawberries and cream regular and then they gave me the zero and i was like so you're on the radar Oh, yeah, okay. I, I'm there. How are we going to send you a check? That's what we want. You know what? I don't know. That's why I got my guy Ricky over here trying to make <laughs> trying to make me shoot all the best content for them and be like, "Hey, we see your content you're putting out. Let's let's let's. You know what? Here you go. I see you repping Dr Pepper really hard. Here here's here's a nice little little coin. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So listen, let's get the 800 pound gorilla out of the room, like they say, because every time we talk to you, it's off a win. I think you won eight or nine straight. Oh yeah. Up until the last fight mm-hmm. have you already shaken that one off or is it something that sees inside of you still until the next fight how does that work for adrian yanez oh every fight still every every loss on my record still burns my heart really like it really does yeah like i you I, went seven and three and then nine and one so you kind of put yeah. seven and three in the past because that nine and one yeah was mostly in the ufc you're still bothered about what happened when you were young oh 100 oh, percent. because because oh, wow. like yeah because i don't know like it's just always one of those things that like i i'd never gotten a rematch because i always feel like man i always i want to get a rematch mm-hmm. you know i want to correct my wrongdoings that's how, that's how like if i do something wrong i want to try to do what i can to make it right and that's how i felt like in those fights i wanted to try to do what i can to make it right you know so uh yeah i'm still i'm I'm still irked by them but also they were also really big lessons that i needed at those times like my first loss taught me a big valuable lesson my second loss my first loss is that man you can't treat everybody like they're like because i i thought i walked into that cage thinking i'm just about to run through this guy like man i'm just about to just walk through him he can't take my shot he can't do this you know i never like i was just at that time i was a i went undefeated as an amateur won my pro debut uh and stopped the guy and then my second fight i'm like ah you know what i'm about to just knock this knock three guys out call the ufc i'm here you Mm. know do that do that type of number but that first loss really uh really kind of set my mind like oh shit i'm not invincible you know i can be beat so 
Uh, not only on top of that, like in that fight, I got my jaw broke. So pretty much I was like... In the first loss? In that first loss. Oh, so wow. not, on, not only was that a first loss, it was like a, just a first initial loss and in just my maker. I also uh, like was battling through a broken jaw at that time. So I broke it in the first round, went all three. And then... You're sipping Dr. Pepper through a straw? Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I was doing. And drinking uh, Dr. Pepper shakes from Waterburger. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so it, it taught me, like, I can't, I can't take anybody for granted. Uh, my second fight was just more like it turned into, like, hey, look, yeah, you, ha- you might respect the, guy, respect the guy's uh, skills a lot, but sometimes you just have to go. Something has, something has to fire off. And then my next my next fight was more of the same thing in the in the sense of like i wasn't doing it for me i was doing it for something else and whenever you're doing that you don't really put your best effort forward and in that fight you know after the fight like i was like in the back just pissed off you know telling my coach like i'm not fucking exhausted i'm not dog tired it's a five round fight i'm not tired i'm not breathing hard coach, i'm not i'm, I'm coach not Saul, oh, the yes. late the late coach Saul. yes okay. late coach Saul. i'm in the back and you know he didn't have to tell me anything anything because he like he knew what I was saying was right, so yeah. he was just like, "Well, you already know." And mm-hmm. pretty much, like I was like, "I didn't put my best foot forward. I should be exhausted." And you know, I, it made me change my mindset and going after these guys and being like, "No, I'm I, like I love who I was doing it for at that time." And it's not that I'm not doing it for them. I have to do it for myself first, and then everything else comes second. So that's that's where I was kind of you know, jaded for a while, like before my, my, that loss. But after that loss, it's like, nah, I got to go out there and I got to, I got to start all these guys. I got to murder these, got to murder these guys. Uh, but this last loss with, uh, with, uh, Font? with Font pretty much. Yeah. CTE kicking. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> no, but, but, uh, it, it showed me that I can let my emotions get the best of me. And also like, I, so he hit me like I I'd had a great I had the greatest first minute I've ever I had in a fight. Go out there, you know he came out strong. I popped him. We were going back and forth. Low leg kick him. I'm like, all right, cool. What I worked in training camp is now adding up. Doing everything right. And that didn't really get touched up with a jab as much as I as I was thinking he was gonna throw it in that first minute. <laughs> but uh, after that, once I started getting popped and I had him hurt, I went for a kill and then he popped me again. And I instantly was just like, I just got angry. I didn't let, I, I let my emotions get away from me. And I just started like, no, I'm going to throw with you. Like, no, I'm, I'm the better banger. And then, uh, instead of fighting smart, I fought stupid. I got out of my mind. Like I got like, uh, out of what I'm supposed to be doing. So after that fight has been more of me reassessing, uh, and just like, all right, what can I do to, uh, get better? What like, and I'm consistently going back to that fight and to my first fight because i feel like those two right there are kind of equal in a sense you know mm-hmm. so so yeah it's still very like i i think about it every day because i'm just like what can i do to prevent that from happening so again? what can you do oh it's you, I, maybe just rather than get angry or panic stay calm stay, and just recollect yeah. yourself yeah stay like, calm what, what was the lesson learned i guess yeah so pretty much I, ha- I just to even just to call back to my randy costa fight that fight was not going my way in the first three minutes of that round whatsoever i was getting i was getting beat up from post to post you know so uh 
props to Randy. He did his thing uh, for those three minutes. But like, yeah, I had to stay composed during that those times. And whenever I did, I started finding my way back into the fight. Like, you know, I was like, oh, I can do this. I can do this. I can do that. And, you know, this is adding up. Okay, I start seeing the slowdown. Let me go to the body. Uh, and I was able to pick it up as time went. I should have took more of that approach with the font fight, even though I had a, a, a game plan that I, uh, not even just the game plan, the way that we've been training for the fight, uh, you know, to lead, to get the victory. But, you know, I completely threw everything out the window. As soon as, as, soon as I got hit, my emotions got the best of me. But also too, like, it's just a mentality thing within even just the training camp. Cause there'd be times where I get, I go with a guy who was not as good as me you know, not to try to say that in a disparag disparaging way. Like, I was already a level above the guy. The guy was, like, an amateur. You know, it was, like, more like an off-round type of deal. Uh, I would throw some punches, you know, and then I'd get hit with a shot, and they were like, oh, I'm turning this up. You know, I was like, so that would end up, like, I think that's what shot me in the foot is that I wasn't treating everybody as equal. Like, oh, this guy can put me out. This guy can put me out. You know, I was just like, oh, you know, let me throw this jab. I'll drop my hands and start using my head movement, start moving around and all that stuff. So I kind of felt like, I kind of felt like uh, it was me kind of not, you know, not fighting at my level, but fight like kind of lowering my level. Uh, ah, it was just the whole, it was just the whole sense. ordeal. Yeah, okay. I get that. But let me ask you this. Okay. So I know you weren't undefeated, but. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the same mentality. You had a really, really long streak, which is really hard to do in our sport. Nine and one's awesome. That, that's hard to 10 do. Point two. Um, we've spoken to undefeated fighters before that have said when that first loss happens, there's this sort of weight that's lifted off of their shoulders. Having a streak like that, did you feel experience anything like that? Did you have like a, a weight taken off a little bit? Uh, I wouldn't say not 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 a not a weight lifted off my shoulders. Uh, but I was just like. I think I was just at that time just more pissed at myself because I knew the implications of what what would be next after that fight and what was coming after that fight. I was more pissed off at myself because like I was like you know I've already experienced the loss. I, I had a long streak. You know I wanted to make it double digits. You know like not even like a big weight lift off my shoulders, but I just was. I knew I was angry with myself because I knew what I what and and all in all intents and purposes what I fucked up. I mm -hmm. fucked up doing uh not doing what i was supposed to be what i was supposed to be doing i took a guy for granted i paid the price you know uh you know i not uh, you know I, I won't i wouldn't say weight's been lifted off my shoulders because now there's a, a whole nother new way of me having to do this comeback like i don't mm -hmm. want to be the the guy that comes back i want to be the guy that dominates you know i like that now your division him and i are talking about your division every day it's absolutely nuts mm -hmm. uh when can we know about what's coming next for you Man, I, I've been I've been uh, hammering for a fight since uh, for a month already. Once I got cleared by the doctor, I immediately got off the phone with the doctor, got on the phone with my manager Jason, and I was like, "Hey, what's up? <laughs> you know, what, what are we doing? What's next?" And trying to get something going. And you know, I know for the longest time, uh, the division was kind of being held up with what Henry was gonna do. Like, hey, is Henry gonna fight? uh cheeto or was gonna fight marab and i think that was kind of up in there for a month and you know i was sitting back trying to wait and like hey what am i gonna do i'm not up there i'm back here what am i doing i was like i'll fight somebody outside just outside the top 15 who deserves to be in the top 15 if nobody in that in, in my general area is trying to get matched up like i i don't mind fighting i just want to start getting active because i've only fought once in a year and mm -hmm. i don't like that feeling i want to fight again i want to get really active so 
but the last I heard, September uh, September 16th might be a date, but uh, I told them it's either se September 16th or before. I'm already training. I'm already looking to get back in there. So uh, hopefully I hear some news soon. Can I make a pitch? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. All right. Look, on a, one of our shows that we do, the spinning back click, one of the topics this week was with Henry Cejudo falling out, Marlon Vera needs an opponent. Everybody, we went through the panel. I suggested Adrian Yanez. I think it'd be a fun matchup. Is that something that you would be interested in, or? Oh yeah, no. This whole division is scared. Like when Cheeto dropped out, man. I mean, I like the. So uh, he dropped. Uh, Henry dropped out on Thursday. Called my manager trying to test the waters. We had the same manager, so I was like testing the waters. But that next morning, I was like, Hey, I know y'all are close. I know you're y'all y'all are y'all are homies, but I don't want to make this weird. But mm -hmm. I know nobody's raising their hand. I, I know nobody wants to fight him. I'll fight him. And he pretty much told me, he was like, this is why I love you. Nobody's raising their hand to fight Cheeto. I was like, yeah, I'll fight him. Like, yeah, like, I'll, I'll do it. But it was just one of those things that, like, I haven't heard anything since. So, so uh, it hasn't been shot down either. Yeah, so it's never, it hasn't been, hasn't been, uh, like, nothing else has been brought to my to my attention you since, can fight you, you you can be ready by august what is it 19th is oh, yeah, i'll i'll def i'll definitely show up to that cage that that day 100 he's he's also working off of a loss oh yeah so it's not like you know he's higher ranked i get that yeah part. that's the, um so he'd have to be looking back versus looking yeah forward, i guess and i and i look here's the thing i know my position as well too i'm like number 13th and number 13th in the division so him, I think, I, I don't know what exactly the division is. I but think Adrian, like let me stop you there. Years, don't so. say that, and I'll tell you oh, why. Yeah. Because... Then that ruins my my chances, right? Well, a little <laughs> bit, yeah. It's like you're assisting the UFC in, yeah. in dismissing you as, as someone. He probably wants to fight. He's anxious oh, to he's get in there and fight. fight yeah. You have a style that would be fun to watch between you two. And to be honest, without disrespecting him, Henry is ahead of him. And Henry was giving him a shot. So what's wrong with him giving you a shot looking down in the rankings? Oh, you see oh what I'm yeah, saying? yeah. Um, the rankings, I'm, I'm starting it's, to hear a lot of that. You know, like, oh, I don't want to give someone behind me a chance. Yeah. It's just rankings, guys. Oh, yeah. I've done rankings for <laughs> USA Today Sports for the last 10 years, and guys are always moving around like that. It, it just happens. And every once in a while, you pull up, and someone pulls you up, and that's just the way it works out. We didn't want Henry to get hurt. We, wanted, we all wanted to watch that fight. But oh, he's yeah. hurt, and no one has stepped up. And I don't see why that wouldn't be a barn burner of a fight. Oh, yeah. No, it, it has fight of the night written all over it, 100%. So you know? if you're telling us you can make weight and you're ready, oh, man, yeah. we'd love to, like, oh, yeah. put that out in the universe. You know, Oh, yeah, I, I, could make, I can make weight. Hell, that. yeah, like, that's a great fight. Oh, I, got a, I got a month out, yeah. I if I'm holding a that. ticket, if, I, if, I, if I'm from Boston, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, damn, we yeah. lost that fight. And then I log on to MMA Junkie, and I go, Giannis stepped up? Hell, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That's the reputation that you carry. And to be fair... Marlon Vera carries that as well. Like sometimes you look at, at matchups and you go, oh, wow, okay, put these two together, that'd be great. But then you start to think, a guy like yourself, even a guy like Marlon, it doesn't matter who you're matched up against. Like people just want to watch you guys fight because you guys have that type of style. It's really entertaining. You've oh, become yeah. very entertaining pre-fight and post-fight now. We like to yeah. I've checked out your, uh, what is it, your Twitch. Oh, yeah, That's been yeah. fun too. So, yeah, man, dude, I, I, we love to watch you fight. We love your guys' style. That's both of you guys. But um, I do want to ask you one question about your style. So, oh, yeah. remember when I was asking you if you spoke Spanish? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. A, I'm a, I'm considered a no sabo kid, and uh -huh. then at times I'm a ¿Cómo se dice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just came across a video today, and it was Juan Manuel Marquez, the oh, boxer, yeah. and he was explaining the Mexican style of boxing. And I've often when I when I'm trying to tell people about you, I tell them 
he's got a lot of them them type those traits that Juan Manuel Marquez had. You guys are very similar. How often do you watch some of these fighters, and do you ever pull from them at all? Do you feel like you have that, but for MMA? Yeah, absolutely, man. I again, I it's it's weird that you say that because I watched him and Manny fight all four fights. All it's like, you. yeah, I, I was I was. We caught one in watchers. person. Yeah, it was awesome. How at the Mandalay? Ooh, and just seeing. The Filipino crowd and the Mexican crowd get into their national anthems, get into the walkouts. I love it. I that. mean, like, before the fight started, the, the ticket had already paid itself. Uh, of course, we were calm. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, uh, it felt great. And then they just delivered an awesome fight. So. We looked for you. So, we went like that. <laughs> yeah. Where, where's Jason yeah. House? Because that was years ago. Now Jason oh, House is yeah, front yeah, row. Yeah. You know, so that's a different He's story. Front, front row. And I, I, was still, I was still a little kid. <laughs> You know, so yeah, I grew up watching those guys. Like I, I watched them, and like I, again, that that's what gave me my fascination with fighting. You know, watching them fight, watching them box, and uh, it was cool. You know, because you had the heavyweight era, and then all of a sudden you go to these small guys who are like, you know, and again, I never knew I was, I never thought I was gonna be the biggest kid, on, kid. You know, I never thought I was gonna be above six foot, six foot. You know, so uh fighting you see boxers all the time they're small they're short you know and they they, they can throw hands you know so mm -hmm. i i grew my inspiration from them and honestly i would watch juan Manuel marquez julio cesar chavez you know uh salvador sanchez i, I started oh, going back and watching him that's uh, old again. school that's a yeah. puller yeah mm -hmm. and i i i've i've started to get my re i started because I, I would watch him before but now i'm just after the font fight and everything i'm going back and just like kind of going back on a deep dive on the on the history of boxing and the history of like uh mexican mexican boxers you know so right now what i'm trying to do is uh trying to take what were they doing and implement it to what i want to do so yeah no so it's it's crazy that you say that because i'm definitely trying i'm definitely trying to mimic that uh style for i saved it for you because he had good <laughs> good advice he did bring up salvador sanchez and that too so what oh, happens if you run into canelo alvarez on a plane or at a hotel or an airport and he goes i caught him a junkie i noticed he left me out you know, you mentioned what? Barrera it, it, and Marquez <laughs> and Morales, I, and I, I, you even went old school Sanchez. What? What? what you got I, something I, against Cinnamon? I, I, I am never missing a Canelo fight. That's definitely one thing. But if he's coming at me aggressive, I am just gonna sit on my butt and I'm a butt scoot my way over there. <laughs> no calf <laughs> kick. No you calf know, kick to send no, a message. Oh, no calf kicks. No, I'm All not. Right. No, because I'm in punching range. <laughs> got it. Um, hey, listen, in studio guests are some of my favorite and the reason why is because i saved this question only for in-studio guests can you share a good street fight story with us oh okay damn i don't know how, how how you can go as far back as you want we've heard some at preschool we've heard some that oh happened no yesterday. no no this one's gonna be kind of uh this is gonna be kind of hilarious uh, oh, yeah? not not hilarious wait how, how long is uh uh until billy q comes here oh, what, uh, what's your time limits you gotta go I, I don't even know what time it is right now. oh okay you can stick around <laughs> you can stick around while he's here and, and you can be our co-host so, of billy q but yeah take your time oh uh, so i, I this, would, is, this is the, this is what i like I, I don't i don't like it when they leave details out so i want to hear okay. what happened oh, okay so uh there was it was a actually you, you know it's a jack in the box crazy. a bowling alley where were you oh no it was, it, it was actually crazy because now that you bring this up it was a fourth of july <laughs> incident. Oh, okay it was a fourth of july incident i i would say a while back ago like man this is this is not long ago i think i had just uh graduated this is this, i had just graduated high school right. so i'm all training i've been training for about three or four years at that time uh 
the person who was driving was, you know, a little bit intoxicated. Mm -hmm. They almost run into somebody and pretty much like the people next to us, like were uh, were yelling at us. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I'm in the back seat with my seatbelt on. Just but it like, was your yeah. boy's fault. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I wouldn't consider him my guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't consider him my boy at all. You know, so uh, you're in the car with someone that you don't get along no, with. No, because I was, I was there with a couple other friends. Gotcha. That that, that person. Kind of by was, yeah, I was association. I was like, right. Okay, I've seen him once or twice before. You know, at the time I thought he was cool, but that's just, this is, I hadn't seen him underneath alcohol influence whatsoever. So, uh, and ends up. What ends up happening, you know, they're going back and forth. He's getting very aggressive. The other car, the, everybody in there was getting very aggressive. Uh, how many are in the other car? So th I think there's about three. And, and about us, we act, we had the car filled, so it was five. Uh, yeah. So, That's not filled, man. We're Mexicans. 18, <laughs> 18 is full, not yeah, five. Yeah, no, so. You still had room. We pull, we, pull, we pull over on a freeway. <laughs> pull over <laughs> on a freeway. Standstill traffic. Uh then next thing you know like the guy i mean i'm immediately my first thing is i'm trying to break it up i i'm pushing away the uh the other guy the other guy was way smaller he was about my size the other guy was like about six foot two six foot three they're trying to go at it and i'm just like the driver was yeah the driver, yeah so i'm oh. trying to hold them back and me you know at the time you know just graduated high school i'm just trying to hold these guys back like no don't do this don't do this and what's everyone else doing oh they just got the phone out no 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 they're fighting in the back <laughs> They're fighting, like, they all got out and were on that type of time immediately. Oh, wow. okay. And Hazards they, are on, cars are speeding by. And no, no, here's the thing. You said the freeway. So, so, yeah, the freeway, but we ended up causing a standstill traffic. Holy shit. Yeah, so. See, that's a detail you can't leave oh, out. Oh, yeah. This yeah, is see, awesome. See, I love that you ask questions. Okay, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm over here trying to hold these back, uh, hold them back, and all of a sudden, all I hear is, get off me, and I look back, and I see, uh, Two two of my uh, two of my friends that were girls were were just beating up on the on the other girl that was there, and then the guys from, trying from to, the other car yeah from the other okay. car so the other guys trying to pull them apart, and for some reason I don't know if he just got frustrated trying to pull them apart, but he just punches uh, my homegirl and I'm Whoa. like I remember seeing that Damn. and I just instantly just like lost it I ran. I punched him twice. I just remember just seeing, like, it, it was pretty graphic, but I know I caused a, a Like, gas. nice, yeah. slick combos or street oh, nah, it, No, no, that, this, these, these hands came back from Mexico, just, like, yeah. moving back and just gave him a good old chingazo. Mm -hmm. So I hit him twice. He hit the floor, and I'm just yelling at him. He's, I'm just, like, yelling. I was like, you don't hit a girl. Like, you don't hit women. And I'm looking at him, and I'm like, all right, and then, I look behind me and everything is started starting to die off because of what I did to this guy. So mm. after that, uh, that was the fight ending sequence. Yeah, that was the fight ending sequence. I look mm -hmm. back and uh, they're trying to get him in the car, and I'm trying to get my my friends in the car. And then the one thing that no, I, I will uh, say, CHPs arrived yet? Or sorry, no, I guess it would oh, be THP, no Texas Highway Patrol. Yeah, no, no, none of them. Like no? actually, what was crazy is that wow. I got everybody in the car, and then. There was a guy. There's there's a guy in a Tahoe, who was telling me, he's like, "Hey, get out of here! Get out of here! The cops are, the cops are called. The cops got called. Get out of here!" And for some reason, in my own right mind, my first reaction was to say, "Thank you, sir," and bow to the guy. <laughs> like I, I thought I was in jujitsu class or some shit. Like I just went bowed and I just got in the car and I was like, "All right, let's get out of here." So this yeah. all Bro. worked out like it was 
It was almost like, I don't know, smooth like butter. <laughs> it was right. smooth like butter, yeah. And I want to thank you for that because ever since I got my facial paralysis like three months ago, I haven't laughed much. You just made me laugh <laughs> with the bowing. That was yeah. awesome, dude. Great way to cap a story. You were Captain Save a, uh, save <laughs> yeah. a Friend. I, I won't say it. Captain Save a Friend. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's awesome. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm not very proud of the story, but you know, y'all. Well, you didn't the girl. You, you just saved the girl. Hey, you know, uh, you know, it could have been avoided. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it could have been avoided. Wow. Yeah. All right. Um, since Billy Q, Billy Q here yet? Uh, he's here. Yeah, we can. Oh yeah, tell him to come in. Yeah. Are you okay on time still? Oh yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. And then here's the other one. You still playing Wordle? I see. Wordle. Yeah. You, I, you're I just like got, the only person on the planet still playing it, right? I, I just got back. Or are there a lot of people still going at it? Because I was all in, and then about three months ago, it died out, and or I yeah. think it did. They I, said they were going to run out of five-letter words this summer of 2023. I thought. See, and and you know what? They caught me with the doozy this last like uh, just. That night. should be a word, doozy. D o o z y. Has it been a word yet? You know what? I had, I had honestly there was a time span where I was training that I just like oh I forgot like once I forgot one day I forgot the next day and I forgot. I yeah, just got me too. Back. I, I liked it. Did oh, you I ever do a hole in one? Uh, no. Okay. I got it in two. two? Me too. I did I it, it in two, two like three times. I think yeah. maybe I was all happy, I, but I really wanted the hole in one. Yeah, I I I, I was so mad just a couple of days ago. I had four letters all in green, mm -hmm. and I missed it. And then it's kind of cool when it comes up. You're like, oh shit, right? Yeah. yeah. I had a four four letters all the way down. I'm just like. Damn, I, I didn't get that one. I lost that one. And the the word was irate. So mm. I immediately tweeted, I was like, fuck you, Wordle. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. They like, say that one way to do it would, would have been to pick a popular word and just start with that each time. But yeah. I think that's not cheating. It's creative and clever in a way. But I just don't think that's the way it should be. You know? I, like, yeah. Every time I start it, I try to make sure uh, I try to make sure it's a, it's I don't use the same word every single time. But what uh I remember one time I was using the same word in uh, the day that I was like, you know what, let me let me try it. Let me try something different. It was the same. <laughs> it was the same word. Hmm. It was the same word I've been using. So I would have gotten. Oh, what was that one. word? It was train. Train. That's yeah, a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you know what, train. Because that was the first thing on my mind. That day. I was like, train. All right, cool. But Some girl did a video once and she sounded super smart, like a scientist or something. And she did like a breakdown using statistics and words that letters that go with each other. And she said the best word to start off with is thorough, T-H-U-R-L. The only thorough I know is there used to be an NBA guy named Thurl Bailey. He played for the Utah Jazz. That's it. I don't even know what the word means, but supposedly thorough is the best one. So, of course, I started using thorough, uh, train. I think I used that one before, right? And we just yeah couldn't do anything better than two, which is yeah. still good, but... Yeah, everything I use, like my first words are usually have yeah, E and A in there. Like mm. um, first first word. All right, something has a E and A. All right, cool. Mm -hmm. All right. Hey. All right. There he is. So are you chilling, Adrian, or what, what's the deal? I don't put. I don't want to put any pressure. We, we, we can do. We can, up, what time is it? Hey. What's up, man? What's up, homie? Oh, man. How you doing? How's he, Billy Q? What's up? What's up? What's up? How are you? All right. right. What's, what's up, up, man? Good seeing you guys in person. Yeah. <laughs> you too, man. Just got done training. I'm all beat up. <laughs> Uh, we got five. We we can do five. Yeah, we're uh, yeah. just checking. Yeah, we're a lot bigger in person. The camera adds, you know, like twenty pounds <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. All right, Billy Quarantilla joining joining us here uh, on MMA Junkie Radio, and of course, you know, Adrian, you guys went through your salutations and everything. Uh, good to have you here on the show. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, and you know, good. I'm going to start off with you with what we just kind of finished up with Adrian. <laughs> 
Uh, we're going to get right into it. Give me a good street fight story. A good street fight <laughs> yeah, story. Yeah, we usually end with it, but his was so good, he's got the juices flowing. Oh, I man, your... I, well, I didn't get to hear it. I was talking to, uh, I was talking to my manager out there. Okay. Um, okay, the street fighting story, does it have to do with me in it? Or mm-hmm. Oh, of good... course, come on. Okay, a good street fighting story. I don't know if I've told this one. The last, I, man, I haven't been in a street fight in a long time, but I got a good one for you. So this was uh, one of those. Hey, fun- he just stopped the freeway. So the the, <laughs> the bar the, the bar is yeah. high. He stopped the freeway. Oh my yeah, god! So the bar is I high. I don't want to hear about. Adrian's like, I'll stay here and listen to this. Night. Yo, he's like, match up with my. I mean, that's bro. why he stuck around. He's like, let's I know, see he's what Billy Q's got on. All right, I got up one. It's not. It's not going to top it. But uh, right. this was one of the last street fights I got into before I really got into MMA. Mm-hmm. I was 20 years old, and I'm 34 now. So this was a long time ago. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and where I grew up in Buffalo, we would go to Chippewa Street, and it was just a rowdy street. Stayed open until four in the morning, and this was one before I was married. Uh, we, you know, single, so we're either going out, we're getting girls. <laughs> He's covering all the bases. Yeah, <laughs> just to let you guys know, yeah. I was single at the time. Yeah. Um, so we would go out, and we're either you know trying to get girls, or we'd end up getting in a fight. And I didn't know how to fight. So that was could, it, either one, huh? One or the one other. Or, one or the other, or maybe both. Sometimes, wow. a little, sometimes a little bit of everything. I hope you guys were all in the same <laughs> queue like that when you go out. Like everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, if it's if it's talking about looking for action, so huh. if two of them want action. There's no in between. Or so let's just was, go get a, a so, burger. At, you know, you know, so this at this point, um, you have to either fight or make out. With and you're chick. going to. I mean, we were so this this story happened at. It started off. We you know we go out. We're drinking. We're having fun. We're all partying, getting after it. Um, and I went to a party. Was having some fun. Had gotten to like a bit of a disagreement with my girlfriend at the time, mm-hmm. so me and my buddy left, and we went to a different bar. We're drinking all night. This, you know, it's two in the morning, three in the morning. Give me an idea what a Buffalo bar sounds like. Oh man, it's like was it the Wingstop or no? What, <laughs> what, what, what was the, the, name? Bu- the Okay, so Chippewa Street. This is how it go- gets down. No matter what the weather is, because it's always cold as shit there. Um, you know the girls are barely wearing anything. The guys are out, you know, partying, having fun. No matter mm. how cold. Sure, it you is. weren't in Tijuana. No, no, no. It was, Street, it was That sounds like fun. I've never been to Tijuana, but that sounds oh, fun too. Okay. But anyway, so we go out, and I remember we went to this one bar. It was called Bada Bing. You know, Bada Bing, Bada yeah. Bing. A lot of Italians out yeah. there. Um, and I had a uh, girl that w- I was friends with who was bartending. So we're like, just let's get some sh- some shots of Crown. She lines up all these shots of Crown. So me and my buddy are like one for one, <laughs> taking just. She just gives us all these. You know, we're we're like broke twenty. Really, you're doing awesome. Those are details right there. Little details. A lot of, <laughs> lot of, the lot of Crown the shots Royal. Lined up. A lot of Crown Royal. So anyway, so the uh, the bars close at four a.m. and we go to a place called Jim Steakout, which is like drunk food. That sounds cool. Steak and cheese. It's delicious. It's not so good when you're sober, but when you're drunk, it's the best food. And like you got to stop there. Mm-hmm. So we go to. Jim's Steakout. It's me and my buddy Rizzo, and we always joke about this story. So I go in and I put my order in for my steak and cheese sub, and they give me a ticket, and mm-hmm. I'm still mad. I never got the sub, so they give me the ticket, <laughs> and I come back to my buddy. Oh, because of the fight. Yeah, oh, I okay. didn't get to that. Part. I pre-framed got it, got it, it for it. you. Okay. So they give me my ticket, and I come back, and my buddy, we're with like some girls that we met up with, like you know, just random girls, and these guys are like already kind of like going back and forth with my buddy, kind of chirping. What's a little the problem? Bit. 
yeah, like that's that's what I'm wondering. Okay. So I come back and they're already like kind of talking shit to each other. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm already drunk. I'm like, give I'm me the tail of the table. The big dudes, football guys, rugby I, so this guys. So what I remember. I'm drunk. I'm I'm drunk and I was like obviously drinking a lot. I remember thinking the guy was either like a wrestler or like a rugby player or like mm. a little st- little tough stocky dude. Little like a Volkanovski looking guy. Yeah, yeah, okay. like a Volkanovski looking guy. And I don't realize how like they're already about to fight. But mm. I come back and I'm like, all right, guys, take it easy. I separate them. My buddy, who like obviously, like I know he's not gonna hit me, and I separate him. And I kind of put my hand on the guy to back him up. This dude headbutts me <laughs> and Jeez. smashes my. So right away he starts off. He Holy goes, cow. boom. Headbutt. He was an interesting in separation yeah. at all. Yeah, no, he didn't. He was like, all right, bet. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna smash your face. So I separate him. He headbutts me right away, right in the eye, broke my orbital bone. And I, I'm so drunk, I don't even like. I'm like, bro, <laughs> did this dude just headbutt me? And I look at my buddy, and I'm bleeding. He's like, dude. And I'm like, whoa, what? Like, I'm like, kind of like, think about what happened. So I'm pushing him back. He headbutts me. His other buddy goes to punch me too. I don't know why they both came at me. <laughs> They're starting with your friend. Why are they coming at you? Because I was, I got in the middle wow, of it. Wow. Okay. So the one guy headbutts me. His other buddy swings at me and mit- like, I don't know if I got. I like to think I got out of the way. He might have just missed, <laughs> but he misses me. Then that headbutt makes everyone start fighting. So everyone in this little but gym stakeout. It's more than just two on two. Yes. Okay. Because apparently there were some other people. Like these guys were just chirping everyone. Mm-hmm. So they were kind of waiting for something to happen. <laughs> Got it. So they they're had, the guys who left the club without chicks. Obviously, same thing. Yeah. Right? Was, we're fighting. There now. was no there was no girls there. So mm-hmm. there was, besides <laughs> the girls we were with, I don't even know what happened to them. But. The, the guy headbutted me. They all start fighting, and I'm like, "Whoa!" Like I'm like getting separated, pushed back, and all I could think about was finding that guy that headbutted me. Because at this point, <laughs> everyone's fighting. I'm bleeding. Like my eyes cut bad. I'm bleeding pretty bad, and I just keep looking for the one guy. And everyone's it's like mayhem at this point. Mm-hmm. So eventually, I'm like getting guys off me. I find the guy that headbutted me, and another guy already had him pinned up against the wall. And I'll never forget this. He had him pinned up against the wall, and he had his arm like up like this, so his like rib cage was showing. Mm. So I come up to him, and I don't again. I don't really know how to fight at this point. This is before I started training, but I got like a clean set of ribs. So I just start like <laughs> wailing on his rib cage, like punching his ribs as hard as I can. Like Rocky Balboa and Rocky One. I just had one hand, and he had one set of ribs. I had clean <laughs> shots, so I'm hitting this dude as hard as I can, and then it like someone else grabs me. And next thing you know, I'm looking for my buddy who I was there with. He comes back in. He already left and grabbed his car and, like, pulled up, which we still wonder why he didn't fight. He didn't hit anyone. He left. He left when it happened. But, again, I wasn't too mad at him. Mm -hmm. But so he came back, and he grabbed me. He said, dude, we got to go. He starts pulling me out. While he's pulling me out, (laughs) like, two cops come in. He pulls me out, and, like, five more cops go in and start, like, arresting people like macing people like handcuffing you gotta wait just and i snuck out and i don't know how like they didn't see my face bleeding everywhere i would have been a suspect (laughs) so next thing i know i get my boy's car i'm bleeding everywhere my face is a mess and i started getting like really blurry and like i barely remember driving home Mm -hmm. so it was like one of those like we're all fighting we're fighting next thing you know i'm waking up in the hotel room my eyes completely shut. Is it true if Dan Regaliato would have been there, he would have went, oh, you're okay, keep fighting? <laughs> yeah, well, well, so, and I, I'll still brag about this, no one knocked me down in the whole fight. Mm-hmm. So, like, I got rocked. He and, just got that. He's like, on delay over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one knocked me down in that fight, but I remember waking up, and I was like, what happened last night? And Damn. I couldn't open this eye. It was swollen shut with dry blood all over this, and I still had, like, a dress shirt on, blood all over it. 
the whole hotel room that I was in, it was my buddy was still there. It had blood and I trashed the room. So like I must have came home and just like like ape shit, destroyed the room, like bleeding everywhere. And I just woke up. I couldn't open my eye and I was like, dude, what happened last night? That's awesome. And it like all started coming back to me. And then it was a long ride home back from Buffalo. I'm driving with like one eye. I'm like, dude, this is I'm like, I need to learn how to fight. And that's like kind of started oh, that, that, that led to you learning how to fight. Kind of, like kind of because I was I used to talk a lot of trash, and I was like, if I'm gonna keep talking all this trash, I better learn how to like. <laughs> I can't keep getting in fights like this and getting like my whole face blown up. And my face was like this swollen, and it had a huge cut in it. I never got it fixed, and uh, yeah, it was just terrible. It was a really bad. I didn't. I wouldn't say I lost the fight because I didn't get dropped or anything, but it was, you know, I was bleeding everywhere. My face was crushed. Well. And, it did sound like a 10-8 up until you started hitting the no, body. No, well, I didn't know that he started the fight. He damage. The first... It's all about damage. He, he did, did he, the orbital. The guy, and... the guy did more damage, but I like to think I like might have. You got bro- some good shots I in? definitely I got some good body work Okay. In. And, uh, yeah, that was the one of the last, because we used to get in a lot of fights like that, but it was like the most damage that happened to me. Mm-hmm. And then it led to me being like, all right, well, if I'm going to stupid me, I should have just stopped talking trash to everyone, mm-hmm. and I probably wouldn't have been a fighter. But I'm like... I can't help myself. You would have been a podcast host like us. I would have. <laughs> no yeah, fighting. Like, I'm like, I'm going no to I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop talking trash. But instead, I just learned how to fight and I kept talking trash. And, so, here, and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> I love the story. I love both the stories. But I'm going to be honest with you. What I took out of that was I want a cheesesteak sandwich now. Yes. Really and, and like I said. Um, I can't get that out of my head I now. still like I lost the ticket and I woke up the next morning. I'm like, dude, I never got my steak and cheese <laughs> sub and I paid for it. Mm-hmm. So to this day, Jim Steakhouse. Jim Steak Out. It's called Jim Steak Out. It sounds really He fancy. owes you it's one. Not. They owe me one still. Okay. Because I never got it, and, but I didn't get arrested or anything, which was cool. So it was uh, It was one of those How long nights. ago was it? We want to make sure they don't this press charges This was go in, back to Oh, no. It's, this was in 2009. Oh, ah, yeah. You're in the clear. Yeah. This yeah. is when I still live Because imagine Buffalo. you getting your, your free burger, and then all of a sudden, yeah. put your hands behind your, yeah. you know. Well, and I think what happened was they gave me the ticket. They started making my sub. Next thing you know, everyone in this building starts fighting, and they're like, "We're not gonna make these subs anymore." <laughs> like they just gave up on it. But I never got my. And the sub guy that the started ticket. it took off and then came back. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember they did that with the Bears, the '85 Bears? Do you remember that? What? So okay, the, you know, the Chicago Bears in yep. 1985. Yep. They came up with an idea. The police did. Where they gave out fake Super Bowl I tickets. I heard about this to, to people, the criminals. Criminals. On yes, the I heard oh, this. Yeah. And they all showed up for their free tickets. They arrested uh-huh, them. They arrested them. Yes. Isn't that brilliant? Yes. That is brilliant. That's crazy. I do remember. Mm-hmm. I have to look that story up. All right. You have to get going, right, Adrian? See, see all right. Yours. So thank you so much for oh. stopping by. We're going to continue with Billy Q. I hope you get that Marlon Vera fight. If Ooh. not, I hope you get something well deserving yeah. of that because you're a star. In the division that's the most popping right now, sorry. Uh, but <laughs> fair enough. 35. weight is deep, man. 35 is good. And listen, deep. I know Cheeto's manager. Yeah. I think you can get a good yeah. word of so him. Maybe saw him out there. Oh, yeah, we have the same guy, don't we? Yeah. 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 I think he's going to give you a ride home, so you, you know who to talk to. Yeah, no, seriously. And uh, I hope you get a good Dr. Pepper sponsorship down oh, the road. Yeah. All kinds of big things are coming your way. Another, no less than a nine and one, maybe a ten and zero, and some belts or whatever. We're rooting for you, right, man? Oh yes, sir. Thank thanks, y'all. Thanks Thank for coming by. It was nice to meet you in you. person. Oh, All right, folks. Uh, that's Adrian. We'll have to make up. Right? <laughs> I was gonna say. Good seeing you, Adrian. Good seeing you too, brother. Later, Rossi. Right. Nice meeting you, Ricky. Right. All right, man. Take care. We'll see you. All right. So Billy Q, you do have Boys. a fight. Uh, yes, sir. You are lined up. Damon Jackson, August fifth, yep. right? Yes, sir. All right. Cool. You excited? Nah. No? <laughs> no, of course I'm excited. Okay. Well, I wasn't oh. sure if, like, you, well, I, I guess with him, we warmed him up, and then we had to, 
face the facts. He's coming off a loss. Yep, yep, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know what your loss. state of being is. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. No, it was a. Uh, it was a. Uh, obviously, it's not how I wanted the fight to go. I had um, a lot of momentum getting, going into that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just there was a lot of excitement, and I saw the potential of what could have happened. You go out there, beat an Edson Barbosa. Who knows who I'm fighting next? You know, a top ten guy, top fifteen guy. Um, so after the loss. It was uh, one of those things that I wanted to. I wanted to be super active this year. Last year I only had one fight, so even losing to Barbosa, it was almost like now I want to be even busier. You know, I wanted to fight three times this year. Mm-hmm. Losing to Barbosa and only fighting for like a few minutes, I was like, oh man, like um, it's cliche, but it's like the, the drinks don't taste as good. Like the everything isn't as good coming off when you win. It's like oh, everything's good. Everyone's smiling. Everyone's happy. When you lose, it's like man, it's like. You just want to go in there and get it back. It sucks because as someone who follows other sports, I see a baseball team that can shake it off and play the next day. Yep. A football team that all they have to do is wait seven days and they're playing on Sunday. Yep. You know what I mean? Hockey, basketball, they're like every two, three days. Man, you guys have to wait sometimes. And I imagine that until then, you can't really shake off the loss. I mean, some can, some Mm -hmm. can't. I don't know. You know, and that's the same thing I asked him. Mm -hmm. Did you shake off the font loss in Miami not too long ago? Yeah. You know, he still seems to eat up on it. He he actually shared with us that uh, the first loss that he took years ago, even before he was in the UFC, still kind of eats at him. We call them all learning lessons. So you see it the same way? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's I look at it like um, you can, you know, the loss is what happens, and then what you do next with it could make it ten times worse or – it could be the best thing that ever happened to you. And I think this one, with taking another fight, I basically was like, a week later, I didn't have any concussion symptoms. I didn't have anything. I said, you know what? Let's get back in there. I'm and, glad to hear that. And seeing, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and, and, and seeing what, uh, and of course, I was, I'm real smart with you know, my brain health. Didn't spar for a month. Really didn't even do anything. Phys- like, I was lifting weights and running and stuff, but I really wasn't doing anything where I was getting hit again, just because you never know with that, with that kind of stuff. Yep, and um, younger fighters, pay attention to this guy. Yeah, right. that's, uh, I mean, that's, you only get one brain. So, um, so after the loss, I basically was like, all right, you know, let's, let's see what the UFC has in mind. Let's see what's, you know, what's on the horizon. They mentioned Nashville. They, meant, they mentioned Boston. They actually told me Nashville first. And then I found out about Boston, but I already told my manager. I was like, oh, Nashville sounds great. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, man, Boston sounds even better. But Same like, opponent? Would have been Boston or someone else? No, no, no. They, they basically said, because I, I already told my manager that I, I wanted to do Nashville. And he's like, all right, what about Damon Jackson, Nashville? And I was like, what about Boston? And he's like, no. <laughs> he's like, Boston's, you know, they're already packing Boston. Yeah. And coming off a loss, I'm not going to be like, oh, I, I need this card. You know, I, I'm at the point where it's like, Give give me someone. I'll I'll be the first fight of the night. I don't really care. Um, you know they're paying me the same either way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like the matchup with Damon Jackson. He's not the most popular fighter, but he's very. He had a nice little run. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And, that, and that's the thing. He's not the most popular fighter, but he's very good. He's, yeah. He's a very skilled fighter. I'm and excited about the fight. I'm so excited about the fight, and I think he's a very dangerous opponent. And I like that ticket giveaway you're doing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's next week, cool. next Great Monday. cause and everything. Yes, yeah. yes, sir. Thanks, thank you for bringing that. Once upon a coconut, we're um. Uh, if you buy any Once Upon a Coconut, use Camp 20. And next Monday, we're wrapping up two very good tickets. They're like 100-level, mm-hmm. perfect view. And, uh, yeah, I'm super excited about that, giving, giving all the money that's raised to the, uh, the Down Syndrome Foundation of Florida, awesome. which is a company that I've worked with 
quite a bit. I've gone to like, they do these like bowling uh, events and I've met a bunch of the kids. I just, I know exactly where the money's going. Mm -hmm. And that's important to me because some of these charities, you, you just don't know. You know, you're like, mm -hmm. oh, this charity and their CEO is a multi-billionaire and you're like, where's this money going? So what I- What is this human fund? Yeah, yeah, what is going on here? So I know this charity really well and that's that's the only type of charities I want to get behind or one That's that, a great one. Yeah, I know them. I, I know exactly where it's going to. I know the, the kids that it's going to help uh, raise money for. Um, but yeah, the Damon Jackson matchup. This I love this kind of stuff where I'm like fighting one of the best strikers in the UFC to fighting one of the best grapplers in our division. Mm -hmm. uh, totally different style. The training camp's been a pain in the ass because they just make me go with D1 wrestlers, black belts. Mm -hmm. um, I just got done at Extreme Couture doing an hour straight wrestling right off the plane. Mm -hmm. uh, so th there's a new hunger in me coming off a loss. You know, your job's always on the line, no matter, you know, wh whatever you did in the past, it doesn't matter. You, you never want to lose twice in a row in the UFC. Uh, so I'm more motivated than ever. And I feel like I took a week off of this last fight, but I was still kind of working out and I got right back into training camp, super motivated and uh, just ready to go put on a performance. And I feel like I'm still waiting for like that, that standout performance where I just, I want to put everything together. I want to take their best shots and I want to go out and everyone be like, wow, that was, this kid Billy Q is just the craziest fighter. I want people to call their friends during the fight and be like, this is the one okay, right here. Okay, so Ghost, I know you got some questions. Let me give them one more and then it's all the Ghost show. I want to follow up on this. I'm preachy today. I'm sorry, okay? I'm here Don't for sell it. yourself short. Jackson versus Quarantillo or Quarantillo versus Jackson. Yep. You're the A-side, let's face it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so. That should open a show. Don't. I don't want you to fight at 1 p.m. in the day or nothing. Uh -huh. I think you should open. You should. Yeah. You, that's a great fight to start the show, the main card. Yes. Whether it's on ESPN, I don't know if you can tell me, you can share what the TV situation is going to be. I know it's not a pay-per-view. Yeah. But, th man, th that's a featured bout on a, yep. on a fight night. The third one from the top. Main event, co-main event, featured bout. Yeah. You guys bring it. You guys have earned your stripes. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's what obviously gets the fans pumped up, eventually puts more money in your pocket. Yeah. So I know sometimes it's it's easy to say, oh, I'll fight first. I just yeah. love to fight. No, man, like you've earned that. You know yeah. what I mean? Ever since the Carlisle fight, man, I fucking love that. Fight. Thank you. You know man. what I mean? And so man. now you guys sometimes get lost. Not Okay. Fighters sometimes get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. And I don't want that to happen because what you guys do is very special. You know, and that's why there's so many fans that when they hop on, they're on board or whatever. So you've earned your spot, I think, yeah. higher up on the card. I do. I, I, I do appreciate that. Um, but I just don't want to get into like that. Oh, like like that bitter fire that I've seen on Twitter. Like, oh, man, like this guy's fighting on the main card and I'm mm. not where I would rather it be, um, at least for this fight coming off a loss where it's like, you know what? I'll fight wherever they put me. I want people to say, you know what? Billy Q is that guy. So I'm going to go to these fights early to watch him fight. And I'm going to tell my friends, watch the, the last fight in the prelims because I know Billy Q, what he brings. You know, he fought Shane Burgos at MSG and he fought Spike Carlisle and he beat Alex Hernandez at, you know, T-Mobile. Um, so I'm cool with it in this sense. That was the knee, right? The What's knee it? KO? What's one? Uh, Hernandez? Uh, Hernandez, I just boxed him up. Okay. I ended up he uh, he cut me with a big elbow. That was a good one too. Yeah, that was a wild one. I was yeah. I was bleeding everywhere, and then in between rounds, my corner's like, I forgot what he said. He's like, "What's uh?" He gave me a math question. I got it wrong, and then I got it right. And then he's like, "When's your son's?" <laughs> he's like, "When's your son's birthday?" And I like immediately just thought about my son. I'm like, "Dude, I can't lose this fight now." And I'm like, "July 30th, um, which is coming up." And he was like, "When's your son's birthday?" I was like, "July 30th." And then like. Because I remember I got elbowed really good. I was bleeding everywhere. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
And for like a split second, I was like, dude, this ref might stop this fight because I was bleeding everywhere. And for a split second, I was like, dude, I don't even care. If they stop the fight, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, I just just had like a almost like a moment of weakness where I was like, you know what? Who cares? Like, you're bleeding everywhere. If the ref stops it, whatever. And then he mentioned my son. And I'm like, he's not stopping this fucking fight. Like, I got a, I got a, a child to feed. I got to go with, get this win bonus and a, a contract extension. Uh, so it was a really cool moment for me. Um, and then of course I just got caught against, Bur uh, against Barbosa. So I, I'm looking to, to get like a, a redemption fight, uh, mm -hmm. coming up here. So Adrian kind of shared with us, uh, cause you guys are in similar boats, you know? Yeah. And he shared with us as soon as that fight was done, he said he went in the back and he could already tell what he had done wrong and what he wanted to work on. What was it like for you when you went into the back? I, I know your brain works pretty fast, man. Yeah, no, it was, it was a crazy thing. So, um, when when the fight was happening, uh, I felt like I felt I felt comfortable. I felt like my game plan was working perfectly, which is that's the frustrating part where it was mm -hmm. like the game plan was to touch him up in the feet. When you get him close to the cage, put him on the cage, make him work, make him wrestle, either take him down and beat him up. Or if you can't get him down, go back to striking and you're already going to wear him out. And then eventually you're going to take over the fight, which it was going that way. But then I just, I got too predictable with it. But what happened was I, I'm, I'm tagging him up. I'm doing this. And next thing you know, the fight's over. And it was like kind of blurry. Like it was like, I kind of like didn't remember. I didn't feel the knee. I didn't feel any of it. And then I remember going, I remember being back in the stage in the room um, with my coaches. And I remember just looking around and then for like a split second, I'm like, what? I'm like, what happened? Like, I was like, what happened? I like, didn't even know what happened mm -hmm. in the back room. This never happened to me before. And uh, my coach, Matt Arroyo, came right up to me. He had this phone, and he showed me the replay. And I was, like, heartbroken. Because, like, for a second, I was about to, like, I thought I was about to start the fight. And I was like, what happened? And he's like, dude, you got caught. He's like, he need you in the face. And he showed me the replay, and I was like, like, I was, like, shocked. I was, like, I felt like the crowd was still waiting for me to come out. Mm. And I, like, couldn't believe it. So then I went back and watched it a few times. I went back to the hotel you know, told everyone, thanks for coming, whatever. Watched it a few times. I'm like, man, I can't believe I made that mistake. And it reminded me, um, if you guys were familiar with when uh, Derry Yush fought uh, Edson Barbosa, mm -hmm. he did something very similar where they were training, they were training, and then he kept doing it where he would pop a jab and shoot in. And so he did it like three or four times throughout the fight, all the way to the third round. Third round, he pops a jab, shoots, and Barbosa knocks him out with a knee. Yeah, and it was it. very similar to that where I kept getting him up against the cage and I would throw and mm -hmm. then change my level on where I should have been changing my, I, sh I should have not changed level to like his hips. I should have just been attacking the body and looking for yeah. more body locks. Um, but it was just, I was too comfortable in there. You know, like I was like tagging him at one point. I'm like, why, you know, like, why are you running? Why are you moving so much? But that's just a veteran. It was him be doing a veteran move mm -hmm. and me being impatient. But at the time I thought it was like me taking over the fight but he just was was caught me with a veteran move and in this sport you're against a guy like edson barbosa he lands one shot like that and next thing you know you don't, you don't know what happened and you're like what you know like can't we get a standing eight count or something because i'll yeah. fight until i die but the ref stopped it so it's like man it kind of you know just it stings of course but I'll, I'll uh you know i've had a really good training camp so far and i'm really looking forward to this one i mentioned the way your brain works because you're you're we have a lot of fun talking to you because you do both things. You fight, but you also call fights. You also analyze fights. Mm -hmm. So your brain probably works a little differently. We've had this conversation with Daniel Cormier, right? Um, do you learn a lot more because of that other side of you where you're actually watching other people fight, analyzing what they're doing? Do you ever see things that maybe you didn't see before when you just fought? 
Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think there's a little bit of that. And then also just like um, I got three pro guys now. So I started, I've been coaching my amateur fight team at our, at our school for a while now. And so like I have a group of guys, my head coach, Matt Arroyo, is running a really big school. Um, He's the jiu-jitsu guy from like season seven? Or yes, something? yeah, okay. yeah. Season, uh, I think it was season seven or season eight of The Ultimate Fighter. Mm -hmm. um, ended up uh, winning one fight in the UFC by submission. He lost to Matt, he lost to Matt Brown twice. Um, mm -hmm. But his thing was always jiu-jitsu. Mm -hmm. And he basically got in the UFC just being really good at jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Um, but what he's done in the, the last 10 years is blow up this school. And there's like a few more guys he's coaching. Like he's always going to be my guy. He coaches a handful of guys, but then he's done with coaching fighters after that. He just wants to run his school, uh, hang out with his kids. So I've been coaching the amateur fight team, and now this has been four years now. So I got three pros that are, are coming up now that I can't wait to see what they do. Um, but yeah, like so what I've been doing lately is I've been watching the, these three pros especially. Um, I've been watching all their opponents, and these are other pro fighters. So just watching them and breaking that like what they're doing um, and it's funny seeing my guys getting nervous fighting guys who are like, um, like one and two or like two and one, and they're getting mm -hmm. nervous. And I watch their fights. I'm like, look at this mistake. Look at this mistake. Look at this mistake. But then you watch guys like who we're matched up with. They don't. The the mistakes are so much smaller. And and usually, usually guys in the UFC don't make the same mistake twice. If they do, they pay for it. So I definitely see a big difference in that. Um, and even coaching, I coach a beginner striker class, which I love doing because I'm just throwing basic techniques over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And then I'm seeing beginners doing a basic technique wrong, and I can go in and correct them. And then I think about it. And then you know, same thing with doing jujitsu and stuff. So I love just being a part of it. I'm I'm just like you guys. I'm obsessed with the sport, um, any aspect of it. I'm gonna stay in this space probably my whole life i can imagine so you mentioned with to us that you were just at extreme couture you mm -hmm. had a, a wrestling practice there yeah what's that like when you come into kind of a newer environment different bodies different mentalities is it fun is it a little nerve-wracking what's that like for you uh yeah it's it's a little nerve-wracking anytime you go to a new gym um mm -hmm. especially now that um you know a lot of people know who i am there which is obviously a really cool thing before i was in the ufc it was cool i would just sneak in no one knows who i am i'm just you know i'm i'm ex they're excited to see people um i've been to extreme couture uh man it's probably my fifth or sixth time actually going there so now i come in a lot of guys recognize me um either from training with them or they've seen me in the ufc uh, but yeah it's a little nerve-wracking because you're just going against a bunch of new guys but i really like that um, and then you don't know like what weight class guys are in what, you know, I, I try to get a little info like, Hey man, what mm -hmm. are you fighting for? Fight for Titan or I'm fighting for Bellator. Or I'm fighting for whatever. Um, but it's, it's really cool being a martial artist and everyone's like right now, every single person was super cool with me. There's guys who just got in the UFC. There's guys who are going to be in the contender series. Um, and it's, it just seems like it's a good environment and everyone's trying to push each other. So they have good looks there too. Like a lot of different styles and stuff. That's exactly what it was. There's, there's guys like, um, who are like really good wrestlers or really good mm -hmm. jujitsu guys. Uh, my boy, Julian Arosa, love that kid. Mm -hmm. I've been, he was my roommate on the ultimate fighter for six weeks. So I feel like I know that kid better than I know some of my closest friends. Cause we lived together for six weeks with no cell phone. So we know each other, like we had to talk to each other every single day. So I know about like his wife, like I know about his fighting career. He's, you know, he's had a million fights. He moved, you know, from Washington to, to Vegas to pursue this goal. Um, and then there's uh, coach Eric, Eric Nixick, who mm -hmm. I love working with him. I, I do mitts with him every time. Uh, he just had a brilliant 
he coached uh, Dan Ige against Damon Jackson his last fight, mm -hmm. uh, and he saw some stuff that he really liked. So it's one of my favorite things about being in the martial arts community is you can go to, I can go anywhere in the world and find an MMA gym and jump in, and it's all love. What about being a father? You kind of mentioned in a previous fight that clicking and kind of uh, changing your mentality in mid-fight, right? Like, yeah. What has that been like for you, being a father and fighting? Yeah, it's it just gives you a, a whole new motivation, like a stronger purpose, I feel like. And uh, it's happened to me a bunch of times training where I'll either like leave my son, like I'll be hanging out with him and I'll leave him, I'll, I'll be thinking about him and I'll be training harder because I'm not training for me anymore. Like I'm not training, I'm not just training to be a world champion and to make a ton of money and to be famous. Now it's like, I'm training for this kid. Like I want mm -hmm. this kid, I don't want him to be like, you know, I don't want some kid to bully him. Be like, oh, you're, you know, your your dad sucks at fighting, or like, you know, whatever. You know, like, oh, you guys are poor because your father, you know, your dad couldn't make it or something like that. So there's a lot more of, uh, you know, I want to be the best role model and the best father I could be. So it's definitely motivating. And there's been times where someone will shoot a hard double, and I'll just think about my son. And I'm like, there's no fucking way you're getting me down. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not letting you take me down with, you know, with my. With, with with a kid to feed, come on, man. Do you just roll and go July thirtieth, motherfucker? Yeah, well, sometimes <laughs> I mean I don't say anything like that, but I think about it. It's like, or if like the coach is like, you know, one more round, one more round, and you got to dig deep, and I just think of like this cute little baby, and you know, all the toys I got to buy for him, and his college fund, and all that other stuff. It's just a whole new uh, motivating factor that it just you know, makes my goals way bigger and uh, it makes me less important and my family the, the primary source of like why I'm doing this. How do you have no scar? That cut was nasty, Oh, dude. right here. Yo, shout out to the UFC you can doctor. You barely see it. Yeah, the, the UFC doctor, he's stitched me up I think three or four times now and this is what, what do you I mean. This is a mosquito bite. Three I, days ago, I look worse know. than you. Well, so I give him, I, I the credit I give, so... I don't know if you guys have ever had stitches before, uh, but usually what happens is, because I've been cut a bunch of times, mm -hmm. usually you get cut somewhere and maybe you decide, like, oh, do I need stitches? Do I not need stitches? Uh, you know, maybe a couple hours go by. Maybe you go to the ER. Maybe you're in the waiting room for a couple hours. This dude, so he elbowed me in the first round. I, it opens up. I start leaking. I finish him, in, I finish him, you know, three minutes later, I finish him. Boom. Walk to the back. Hey, you're all cut. I'm like, hey, let's have, I told him, I'm like, have this guy stitch me right now before my adrenaline starts going down and it's going to be a whole new thing. Mm -hmm. So they, boom, boom, boom. And he stitched me. He probably stitched me within 15 minutes of me actually getting cut. Yeah. So like so that's. doctor, not a plastic surgeon. It was a doctor. Like, um, a, like a fight doctor. I don't want to miss, I'm actually friends with him. We actually chat with each other all the time. Because it is a good job. He's right. I got to tell you who it is. Sometimes they'll do a plastic surgeon if. If they, uh, if it's really, really kind of complicated. What, what was Doc from Atlanta? What kind of doctor was I he? I can't remember. He, but he would stitch. He, he redid uh, Nick Diaz his stitches. That's right. At yeah. Pride. So, uh, you know Nick Diaz, right? Oh, yeah. I so love Nick Diaz. At the Pride show here that they had in Vegas, he fought Takanari Gomi. Uh -huh. Crazy fight. Yes. Big cut. That he got fight, stitches. I, let me uh, stop you real quick. Hey. I, I used to watch that fight so many times with the Gogo Plata. Mm -hmm. And I remember... Mm -hmm. Takenori Gomi cut him open, and I feel like 
it made Takanori Gomi stop going as hard. He was like, he like didn't want to hit him almost. That's it seemed fight. like, and then he got a little tired, shot in that Gogo Plata. I was hooked. I loved, I love everything about that fight. Well, so check this out. So he got his stitches, mm-hmm. and when we first started our show, our, our co-host was Frank Trick. Okay. So Frank Trick fought on that card. He actually announced on that card later on. He fought the second fight, went showered, and Came then back. did the rest of the pay per view. Announced. Yeah. Um, he had he was starting to do things in Hollywood, so w- as one of his cornermen. He brought a plastic surgeon. Well, I don't know if he's a plastic surgeon, but he was a doctor. Mm-hmm. He saw those stitches and said, dude, those are awful. It's going to leave a really bad scar. They cut it up, and they redid Nick Whoa. Diaz's stitches. Hours later. Yeah, hours. So the adrenaline's way off. Ugh. So bad so that, you know what? This is how crazy Nick Diaz is. You know where he where his after party was in Vegas? No. I ran into him at Subway. He just what? walks into a subway like Frankenstein, all messed up. And he's after like, the this, going. "This is it. Well, that's it." He's just sitting there. I wouldn't have guessed. I would have crazy, huh? It would have taken me a lot of guesses to guess that. Yeah, but that stuff's important. I mean, apparently, sometimes yeah. the people that you get, they're just not that good. And, yeah, but, it's, but whoever I mean, did yours is great. Yeah, it's so. It's the doctor. I can't think of his name right now. Um, and I feel so bad because I love the guy. He's always so nice to me, and he always like he, he's giving me stitches a bunch of times, and he always messages me after, like checks in on me. We take pictures together. Mm-hmm. Super nice guy. Um, but interesting because Nick Diaz was always Nick and Nate are known for like having that scar tissue. Mm-hmm. It seems like taking stitches out and putting new ones in that seems like it would develop more of you it. You think, right? But yeah, I mean, he knows they shaved down their bones right here, their cheekbones, mm-hmm. because uh, yeah, and, oh yeah, up here how as well. Bad it was. They mm-hmm. grinded them. Yeah, down. I've started to. So that headbutting story I told you, if you look. There's always been a lot of scar tissue on this eye, um, and I've cut both of my eyes a few times each, and then, of course, this one against the Hernandez fight, but I do worry about a little bit extra scar tissue here because um, it's happened in a few fights where I've, I've cut open right above the eye, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. Mm. All right. Uh, just a couple more, and then oh. we'll get out of here. Uh, you handling that stingray yes. in your Instagram, that was pretty cool, except for you were almost like, I don't know. I felt like you were bringing something into the universe because you were referencing Steve Irwin. Yes. You know what I mean? And you're holding it. What was that <laughs> yeah, like, so by let the way? Me, like, <clears throat> I'm glad you brought that up because I'm getting a lot of people that were like giving me a hard time. <clears throat> so first of all, I went out with my buddy, my buddy Mark. Shout out to Mark. Great captain in Tampa. He can, he can fish for anything. And he's always like, I'm not like a huge fisherman, but he's like, we're going to get some tarpon and we're going to start off doing this and we're going to do this. And he's one of those guys that'll take you out boating for like 10 hours. So we go out there. This is at like seven in the morning. It's early. And I'm not like a huge fisherman. Like I'll fish and I have fun doing it. I'm not, I wasn't looking to catch stingrays. Okay. We're not looking to catch stingrays. So we're fishing. I was out for like 10, 15 minutes. And sure enough, something, I catch up right away. And it's like, rah, rah, rah. And him and this other, I think it was his, uh, his uh, fiance, they're like, they look at each other like, oh, it's, that's a stingray. And I'm like, how the fuck do you guys know that? How do you know it's a stingray? Because we you can't see anything. So I start reeling it in. I'm like, all right, I'm going to catch whatever this is. A couple minutes go by, and I'm still having fun. Like 10 minutes go by, and I'm like yanking this thing and pulling it and doing all this stuff. And I'm like, at this point, I don't even want to catch it. I'm like, just, I wish it could just you know, run away, scurry mm-hmm. off. But I got, I got to reel it in. So I'm reeling it in, and then I'm, I see it under, and it's a sea creature. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> I got to take a picture with it. So I pull it up, and he's like, yeah, take a picture with it. And at first, he had one of those hooks where, like, you, like, hook its mouth and go like this. 
But he's like, dude, it's gonna look so sissy if you're grabbing it by like a, like prongs. Mm-hmm. He's like, just grab its like eye sockets right yeah, there. I was gonna and say. he's like, it doesn't affect it. He's like, it's gonna be oh, fine. No, no, no okay. I guess I guess not. I guess their eyes are like deeper, and it, you just kind of grab. It's I think it's part of their nose too. I could be wrong. I'm not a, a you know. A yeah, you look like John Jones in that picture. Your fingers were in there. I grab, yeah, yeah I grab it. And I do feel because people are giving me a hard time. You know how you know people. Oh are, no, I'm not giving you a hard time about that. I, yeah. Uh, you did what you had to do. I was just like, wow, like, like I was thinking yeah. about the, the the stingray portion of it, like. You know, yeah. Well, and, and handling it. Obviously, I've heard of uh, the Steve Irwin thing. If you know, like, I guess he was like on top of it, and the, it's its tail got him right in the heart and killed him. So does it flop around a lot, or did you have it? He was a little floppy, but he told me, he's like, just grab it like this and pick it up like a bowling ball. Shit. And so I grabbed and I had him here. And the it was the the stingray was super chill. Took a picture with it, threw him in. He swam off completely fine. Mm-hmm. So I posted the picture and, people, and some people were like, oh my God, I can't believe you did that. And then other people were like, did you eat it? Stingrays taste delicious. I would have made stingray nuggets. And I'm like, oh man, no. pe- people in Florida are wild like that. <laughs> so... Stingray I call, nuggets. There's so many things I'd rather eat before stingray exactly. nuggets. I, uh, some people hit me up like, bro, you should have ate that thing. And then some he people tricked are like, me into eating alligator once. They in Tampa they make you go to almost any restaurant and have gator bites. Tastes like chicken. Yeah. Mm. Oh, and especially like the way they like deep fry it, like they make like gator balls. They taste delicious. Um, but yeah, a lot of people gave me some crap for that. To be clear, in the shape of a ball, right? It's not, not actually. Yes, you're right. Okay, yeah. okay. I got yeah, tricked into eating cow balls too yeah. once. <laughs> Literal cow balls. Yeah. No, the alligator ball, yeah, balls. I don't know what kind of meat they take from the alligator, but they they make like you know their little balls. They're not their their actual testicles, but mm-hmm. I took a lot of heat for it. But I uh, I didn't mean to catch the stingray. Yeah. And but I still you know I like catching sea. We live on the bay. We we fish a lot there, so it's fun. So and then the last question is, you took a picture too. Is your house? The one with the swimming pool, and then right behind it, it looks like a little river or, or something No, like that. no, that was actually, um, my, I had family in town. My brother, Jim, uh, uh, just came, he came, it was like two weeks ago, and uh, he just rented a place, and I was just out there, like, to snap, like, Was take, that the ocean, or, like, could there be gators in that canal, so or whatever there was, that was? That's, or? um, that is part of the Hillsborough River that leads to, um, the Gulf of Mexico, so it's called, uh, I think it's called Brackish Water, where it's technically freshwater, but since it meets the the salt water, it's like a little bit of everything. So we actually saw a bunch of manatees in there. We didn't see any gators, but I've heard there are gators in that area. Wow. And I've definitely seen gators in Tampa. And they're actually like, you know, you see all these, you, you think gators going to like eat you, but it, they're not super fast. And if they're not... On, on land, they're not slow either. They're not slow, but... I mean, if they're not if they're not like giant alligators, I'll come up to them and mess with them because they're usually kind of like afraid of you, and they're not gonna like bite your face off. You know what I mean? They're just lo- low to the ground. I think I can outrun them too. So, <laughs> mm, I, I think I've, that I've lived in Florida long enough now. If they where, grab you, they're not trying to take you underwater to give you a Swedish massage. Yeah. Yeah. You're lunch. They're gonna roll, not, right? Listen, I'm a black belt in jujitsu. They're not dragging me to water. You're gonna, I'm, a, you're I'm, gonna get a gator roll. I'm gonna on gator them? roll uh, them. I'm gonna choke them. Be and, a legend. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's we've seen them like you know hanging out on the golf course and stuff. But we just leave them alone. They're not like it, it's not like when they see you. They're like it's on site. I'm gonna eat this dude. They're usually they're usually pretty chill. If you're chill with them, they're gonna be chill. That's with how them. I would picture a gator talking though. He'd probably say something like, that. "Yeah." He looks at you. He's like, yeah. "I'm gonna eat this dude." <laughs> so look, we it's International Fight Week. Yep. 
And I kind of teased that you're very good at breaking down fights. In fact, you've helped us out a lot on the victory. Thank you. Yeah, I, lo- I love having, love jumping out, jumping in with you guys. So usually, so what we do is when, during the pay per view, we're actually here and we're calling the fights there. Nice. So that, that's where you pop up. But let me ask you this: So can you kind of give us your feel? Co-main event, main event. How do you feel those going down? Okay, so main event. It's going to be an interesting fight because it, it reminds me of a, a lot of like what Volkanovski is doing, fighting two guys with totally different styles. You know what I mean? You're fighting mm-hmm. Islam Makachev, super good wrestler, very technical striking, doesn't throw anything crazy. Yerio Rodriguez doesn't even care if you take him down. He's going to try to smit you. He's going to throw some crazy kicks. Um, that's I think Yerio's key to victory is... Keeping that pace, throwing those wild kicks, whipping head kicks, not letting Volkanovski take him down and control him. Um, I do think Volkanovski's going to win because I think he's just that good. I think he's just that, you know, I think he's just better than Yarrier. I am, uh, it's, it's a very interesting fight. I hope he's not like, you know, he came up, he came up close against uh, Islam. A lot of people th- think he won that fight. So hopefully he's, he didn't like take it easy at all. You know, now he's fighting Yarrier who on paper, isn't as close to good as Islam, but he's still super dangerous in his own right. Um, I'm giving, uh, I'm giving uh, Yarrier more of a chance than most people are. It's, I think a lot of people are writing him off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to take Volk, but I think it's going to be more competitive. And man, Yarrier is one of those guys, if he can land any of those crazy shots, the fight's over. You know what I mean? Um, but just how he did against Max Holloway, I think uh, Volk's going to be just a little bit sharper and he also has a lot of crazy power, and his wrestling is just going to be a little too much. Great calf kicks, too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both, yeah, both of them got really good kicks. It's going to be interesting to see. But I just think how Volk – I look at Volk like he's like a smaller guy, but then you see him against Islam, and he, he handled himself. You yeah. know what I mean? So I think Yarir, people think he's long, and, and, and he's going to be able to whip all those shots. But, man, Volk has gone against 55ers, and he plans on moving. It sounds like he's, he's planning on going back up to 55 anyway. Um, so I'm going to take Volk in a more competitive fight. Of course, um, Yarir could land something crazy that that Yarir, or that uh, Volk might not see coming. Um, I also know he's training at altitude, which is he's going to have a good pace, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But I think Volk's just going to be too much. I think Volk's going to get him out of there maybe in the second round. Um, the Robert Whitaker fight, I think he's I think he's there's I think there's levels to um, you know this fight game. I think Whitaker is just going to be a little bit too much for him, um, especially. I think they 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 kind of forced this fight to happen because Izzy wants to fight this guy. I don't even know how to say it. Drikas Duplessis. Duplessis. Yeah, I'm gonna. I was gonna you know say it with my you know American accent. <laughs> uh, Duplessis, who I really like actually, and after my um, after my fight against Alex Hernandez. I remember I was I was like all bloodied up and they wanted us to leave the locker room and I'm like can I please just like clean myself up so they let me go back there and I'm like washing all the blood off my face and everything and he's wearing like this suit and he's just like kind of like smiling laughing and he's like oh good fight good fight you know nice. and so he was super nice to me uh, but yeah I think um, Robert Whitaker I think he's just a very special fighter his wrestling's underrated um, that combo that he throws is like a one two right high kick he lands it on everyone. Um, I just don't see a path of victory for uh, Duplessis. So right. I, I think Whitaker is going to take that one. I got two quick ones just okay. to end the show here. Yes, sir. One, 
do you feel that like championship aura, that that feeling of being in Las Vegas and being in Title Town with the Vegas Golden Knights, baby? <laughs> I had to throw that one out. You the, okay, let me. You don't, you're not gonna like this. <laughs> I feel like the Vegas Golden Knights should have an asterisk next to their win. Why? Like, Stop. They it. can't just jump in the Stop NHL. It. Have that good of a team? So six they, year. Have they won? Have they won two Stanley Cups already? They nah, won. One, they we won, went won to one. They went to one and won yeah. one already. Oh, Listen, we did do that. I've been a Buffalo. <laughs> I've been a Buffalo Sabers fan. My whole life, they have n- they've never even they've sniffed the they've gone to the Stanley Cup Finals and they haven't won anything, um, and they've had a team for like forty years. So I don't know. I'm happy for you guys, I guess. But it mm-hmm. is it is really cool to see all these like. There's a lot of things happening in Vegas. If it seems like every time I come out here, there you know there's a new football stadium. There's you know this hockey team's doing really well. Um, you guys have won championships in other oh, like soccer and all this other stuff. So yeah, I'm happy for you guys, but you know it seems like you're not getting on the bandwagon though. No, of course not. No, I, I won't even. <laughs> I've lived in Tampa since 2010, and I won't even claim I'm a even a Bucks or a Rays or a Rays or a Lightning fan. I'll go Wait, to the you game. Can't be a Rays fan with what you're doing out there on fishing boats, man. No, <laughs> no. I like the I like <laughs> I like the Stingrays, but uh, no, I'm a I'm a Buffalo Bills, Buffalo Sabers fan. Um, when they win a championship, no one can say I, I switched and I switched back. I'm not switching. I thought about this though. I feel like if my son is, you know, he's obviously going to be raised in Tampa. If he becomes a Bucks fan or a you know Lightning fan or a Rays fan, I'll bring him there and maybe wear a hat or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's Bills and Lightning for me. It's I'm sorry, Bills and Sabers for me. I'm happy for you guys. You guys got your little six-year-old team winning, winning Stanley Cups, going to the playoffs every year. It's ridiculous. It's like an all-star team you guys got here. All right. I will take that one. All right. And then yeah. last well, I'm thing. I'm happy for you. You have experience with the Ultimate Fighter. Yes. And have you been kind of watching this season at all? The the, the big episode everybody was waiting for yep. just, just happened. Uh, what do you they think? They made it sound the, like there was going to be as good of a fight as he had at that gym steakhouse. I know, right? A headbutt And it was something. really yeah. like a little shove in the throat, and that was it. Like, Dana really made it Chain. sound like it was something crazy. Yeah. Well, they, you know, they got to sell the tickets. And I remember uh, my season of The Ultimate Fighter, the big moment was when um, they were talking trash, and then Connor's like, well, do something about it. And Cody's like, I'll do something. And he stood up, and they started pushing each other. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that highlight uh, a million times. And I remember there's a really funny picture of, like, like our team getting separated and their team getting separated and like Connor's yelling at someone and then uh, David Tamir's like wash your underwear man and like it was just like a weird and like we're all just like oh yeah we're like what the hell like what is this guy talking about um so there was that moment yeah, that, that one didn't come off as smooth trash talk at all yeah. no but um uh, this season of the ultimate fighter I could have predicted uh when they pick the teams and they're like these veterans and I know a lot of the veterans obviously like I most fought we, I was scheduled to fight Jason uh night years ago Kurt Hol- Holbrook I know he's a legit fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad Katona, like, I couldn't believe he got cut from the UFC. It's just a mismatch. And, and I could imagine, like, when my first fight on the Ultimate Fighter, I was like, holy shit. Like, I just went from fighting on, like, an Indian reservation with, like, 100 people to fighting and, like, Conor McGregor's here, Uriah Faber's here, Dana White's here, uh, the Fertitas are here. Like, everyone's here. It was, like, the most nerve-wracking thing ever. But now that I'm in the UFC, like, I could easily go back and fight on the Ultimate Fighter like it's nothing. So... I kind of knew this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. These guys that are like young, up and coming guys, some of them aren't even that young, but they've just never been in the spotlight before. So, like, their first time, like, their first ultimate fighter fight, they're probably shitting their pants. And these guys in the UFC, they're like, we got nothing to lose. We've already been on the contender series, the ultimate fighter, the UFC. We've been there, done that. Like, 
This is nothing to them. So I could have predicted it was going to be a mismatch. Um, they should have done it where like half the guys, you know what I mean? Like half the veterans were on one team and half the veterans were on the other team. But is it a big deal that McGregor doesn't go to the wins? Is it a bigger deal than they're making it out to be? No, I don't think so. I mean, like, would you disconnect from your coach if that had happened? Well, whether it was, you know, whatever, yeah, so, whether it was I mean, your actual season or putting yourself in the position now. Yeah, I don't think it's that big of a deal because, um, like, I remember, like, with our coaches, you're only there for such a short period of time. They're not, like, fully invested in you anyway. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. the, team alpha, the team alpha male guys, they were going out partying the weekend. So the fight that I lost, um, which 100% not blaming them. It was, you know, I lost that fight. I was just not ready. But... I they they told us about it on like Friday, and the all the team alpha male guys had like a charity tournament on Saturday, so like they all left for the whole weekend, and then they came back the day I had to fight on Monday. So it was like I didn't even like get it. You know what I mean? Like I got like one session. They're like, yeah, this guy's like one of the best European wrestlers. Like good luck. Like we had a golf tournament though. So but I didn't take it personal because you're there for yourself. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. like. I can see how it looks bad for McGregor, but you got to think about how like busy that guy, you know, how busy he is. And he's like, Hey, do you want to, you know, go do a proper 12 commercial where you make $5 million or do you want to go to these, this kid's way in who you have no interest, you, you're not invested in at all. Right. So I get it. it. It is, I could imagine it being frustrating for these, for these prospects. And they probably would learn a lot more from Chandler that who's like super invested in it. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, it, they're there for themselves, and win or lose, they, they can't really blame Connor because he's only helping them for a few weeks where they had years to, to get themselves in this position. Thank you very much for st stopping by the studio and spending so much time with us. No, thank you, we guys. appreciate man. it. I think I got a frog in my throat. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, again, huge what you're doing with the Down Syndrome uh, opportunity for people to you know win those tickets and then you give them that money so yeah. shout out to you hats off for that thank you man thank you that and actually uh, let me let me say something real quick about that sure um i remember uh you know i started off three and zero in the ufc and i was on, on like this big thing and i was like oh man and then i remember i lost to gavin tucker and it was miserable i was like i went up to the hotel room after and i thought like the world was over like it's 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 it for me um and then i'm just watching like the next fight and then uh who was it it was cub swanson knocks out someone and then someone else, uh, uh, that was the, the uh, Brandon Moreno had a crazy fight, and uh, Ferguson fought Oliveira. And I'm like, man, like, win or lose, like, life goes on, right? And I remember thinking, I'm like, I don't want to do all of this just to do this. You know what I mean? Just to do this and not give back to, you know, mm -hmm. I don't want to have this platform and not do something with it. Um, and that's when I really started kind of looking out for charities and giving something back. So now, like, if my career ends, whatever happens, at least I can look back and say, I've already donated at least $10,000 to a good cause. I'm helping someone else. I'm connecting with these good groups. Um, so that's what really got me to, to start giving back more. And I'm planning on doing this my whole career. That's awesome. Is your brain going the same way mine is right now? No. What do you mean? <laughs> no. Those trips that we take. You'd be oh, yeah. Them. Heck, yeah. We do military visits. We'd love to oh, take you on yeah, one of those. Like They're that. called military morale visits, but love it, you're, love you're it. a perfect fit for that. I'm in, I'm in on it, man. I was trying to uh, – we were going back and forth. I was trying to like do my own charity thing, uh, but I, I realized it does take a lot of work. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna find some good causes. If I can jump in and help people out, just, you know, if, if they just want me for like my time, I'm cool with that. I've done like 
Um, I'm actually doing something tomorrow at a children's uh, hospital here in Vegas. Oh, That's a call. I know where you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you probably know so. more than me. Well, my girlfriend, were, is it Cure for the Kids? I believe so. Yeah, let me, she on, told let me, me some some UFC fighters are coming or something like that. That's me. Hold on, let, give me one second. Let yeah. me just, just announce this. So it's. Um, but on the poster, I thought it said Quilly B. I think they messed up. <laughs> Instead of Billy Q, I think they wrote Quilly B. Hey, that's our, I'll be there. So yeah, it's a Cure for the Kids Foundation. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm doing that tomorrow. So and the UFC knows. I'm like any anytime you guys need me, I'll sign me up. I went to Orlando, Tremendous. drove over there, and like it's like the least I could do. You know what I mean? The kids are happy to see us, mm-hmm. and like just like it, it makes me feel good. So it's a win-win. Tremendous uh, a part of you when I said, "Is your head where mine is?" Did you think I, I thought he was going to say chili something? dogs or something yeah, like that? He's like, he's like, <laughs> time oh, to eat, yeah. time to eat, boys. No. Thank you so much. For oh, stopping thank you guys, by. Man, I appreciate thank it. You. Good luck in your training camp for Damon Jackson, the fight, everything. Austin, thank you for doing the OT and stuff. Austin will be with us Saturday. Ghost and I will be hosting the watch along USC 290. Don't forget, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. We got four prelim fights and then five. Pay-per-view fight, so nine fights all together that will be here with you guys here at the Sticky Paws Studio. And thank you to Sticky Paws Studio for hosting us. All right, folks, we're out of here. Go out and be a champion. Enjoy the fights, and we'll see you Monday, spinning back click, uh, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, where we'll discuss and break down all the action from the weekend. Go out and be a champion.